one, coast to coast, peanut butter and toast. Probing in the lane, fading away, whoopsie doo, don't mind if I do. In transition, denied by Hoy Lean. DeCam says, give me that, a pick two for Northwestern. Spot of three on the way, bang for Noah and the Erickson center erupts. Spread the love around, corner, pocket, cash for Lund. We are really cooking with gas now. Thanks so much for joining us for yet another edition of Unlike Any Other, the UMAC. You know, as always, Ryan Mitchell alongside Wyatt Morell. Wyatt, how you doing after a loaded weekend of action? A little tired, honestly. There was a lot to keep track of, and uh, I was doing some stuff up here in Crookston as well. So it was a lot. It was a little overwhelming at times, but it lived up to... Uh, what we thought it would be a full slate finally, and it was a lot of fun. So I'm excited to recap it, dive into some of the uh, big takeaways, and uh, yeah, it should be should be a lot of fun. Should be a fun episode as always. You know, we talk so much about can this live up to the hype? Can it live up to all we built it to? I don't think it necessarily lived up to all we built it to, but more more on that a little later. Some games did, some games didn't. Yeah, but I, I know why at one team specifically that you stepped out on the ledge for did deliver. Hey, I mean, you know, they were able to help me go 8-0 on the men's side, not to, you know, spoil all of our predictions uh, from this past week, but the superior men's team, I tell you what, monster win against North Central this weekend to get back above 500, and uh, they were facing a little bit of adversity this weekend, Ryan, as you know, but one guy in particular, what a performance against North Central. Yeah, after Friday night, tough loss at Northwestern. We can get into that game later, but then it was a huge matchup. We talked about it in the preview pod last time we were on. North Central, UW-Superior, Saturday at Clark Danielson in downtown Minneapolis. You and I both said it was going to be a close game, Wyatt. I didn't have the guts, if you want to call it that, to pick Superior to come up with the win on the road. And as you said, they weren't even at their full complement. We've talked about the big three before, Eli Vogel, Javon Walker, Mason Ackley, the last of those three, Mason Ackley, who does a lot on both ends of the floor, unavailable this weekend. Somebody had to step up. After the loss Friday night, they're trying to find answers, especially offensively. They got a huge answer, Wyatt. The junior out of Superior, Wisconsin, Xavier Patterson. Young man, you have caught our attention. If you folks have not seen yet, in that huge win Saturday for the Jackets over North Central, by a 75-70 to 70 final, Xavier went 10 of 17 from the field, a perfect 4 of 4 from downtown, leading the way with 29 points. Oh yeah, he also tied for the lead in rebounds with 8 and led the team with 4 helpers. What a performance, Wyatt, from Mr. Xavier when they needed it really badly and it keeps him above 500 and in second place right now in the UMAC hosting a conference tournament game obviously now with everybody making it but let's just assume that wasn't the case they still would have a chance to host one as the two seed right now they have the two seed all to themselves at three and two above 500 as you said a big time win for the yellow jackets this weekend and bottom line he doesn't play like that they don't win that game so monster time for him to have a career day and he uh, certainly has caught our attention. And if you go over to the other, you caught our attention, Ryan. You were able to watch this person play twice this week, and you watched her quite a bit this year. And not even just this weekend, but slowly as the season's been building, she's continuing to get better and better. Yeah, Wyatt, especially highlighting the last week that has been for Northwestern Eagles women's basketball is who we're talking about. We've talked about her a couple of times the last couple of pods, how she needs to step up if the Eagles are going to go the places that they want to go late this season. Kelsey Lund, you have officially caught our attention. Wyatt, specifically looking back at this past week, the huge road win at North Central, the home win against Superior, and then the home win against Northland. In those three games, averaging 17 points a game, shooting 55% from downtown. We know she's a sharpshooter, but until this past week, she's really struggled for most of the season thus far, helping the Eagles move up in the UMAC standings where they now sit tied in that number two slot, technically have it, the tiebreaker over North Central at 4-1. and one. Kelsey Lund, a big reason why for Northwestern she has caught our attention. 
Yeah, those are definitely some of the big individual performances. There were also some big team performances, which we'll get into now in the recap. As always, you want to start on the women's side and uh, just break down Friday's results first. Yeah, should we run through scores and then just kind of... Let's run through the scores of... Let's just do Friday, keep it there. I know we sometimes intertwine Friday and Saturday. Let's just keep it on Friday for now, though. All right, we'll run through the scores here. First up, as it's listed on the UMAC website, again, as you said before, Wyatt, we do these in no particular order. Martin Luther, Wyatt, maybe a little bit of a surprise. My night, let's go. <laughs> Two conference wins now and a little bit of momentum. A big-time win over Crown 50-48. to 48. Love it. Next up, not... Uh, as much of a tight game, I guess you could put it that way, if we want to say it politely. Uh, North Central was... Stru- struggle win <laughs> for the Rams here, 98-24. to 24. Uh, yeah. Wow. Kind of trying to uh, take out some frustrations, maybe? Took, took that loss to heart, <laughs> and uh, poor Northland were the ones that had to play them next. So, uh, big, big bounce back for the Rams. Couldn't have said it better myself. There, there will be no survivors coming out of that one. That was their mindset coming into that game. Yeah, next up, why I was uh, in the gym for this one, Northwestern taking down UW-Superior 62-52. Heck of an effort, though, from the Jackets being shorthanded. We'll get to that in a moment. And then finally, the one that we circled, underlined, starred, is potentially the matchup of the weekend on the women's side of things. Bethany Lutheran Wyatt taking care of business 73 to 60 over Morris. And I want to start there as far as unpacking these it. just a little bit because we headlined it so much. Yet again, Wyatt, Bethany finds themselves going into the locker room after 20 minutes of play. They're down three, but no that's, no worries. That's, that's the storyline right there. That's all I want to talk about with this game is there's a trend with Bethany, and they just wear you down over the course of the game, and eventually Geisfeld just continues to do her thing, and we've seen it now countless times this year. So honestly, it's not that big of a surprise to see that they came away with this win after being down at halftime because they don't panic. They know what they need to do to win the game, and that's just the style they play. They just wear teams down. So Morris, by the way, we talked about how it could be a difficult matchup maybe for Geisfeld. They could provide some new challenges. was uh, clearly not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier said than done when we bring up, you know, could they just slow her down a little bit? Because as I said last week, even when she put up 31-21 and on Northwestern, I thought the Eagles did a lot of good things defensively. But I know for some people the numbers are exhaustive, but they're still incredible. So I'm going to mention them. Hannah did not leave the floor Friday night. 13 of 16 from the field, 12 of 14 from the line, 38 whopping points, and 19 rebounds for the super senior. Uh, Assuming she doesn't get injured, Ryan, and God forbid anybody would, we don't want that for anybody, obviously. She's going to be an All-American. I just don't know how she wouldn't be at this point. I mean, It'll be be a new level of UMAC disrespect if she is not an All-American. The disservice just to everybody if she doesn't get voted for that, for what she's accomplished. Also, shout out to her. She's obviously caught her attention before, but 2,000 career points this weekend is what she hit, so... Major accomplishment for her, and Bethany's really got things cooking there. We'll maybe talk more about Morris on their Saturday performance and then just kind of recap the weekend for them as a whole. But, uh, yeah, this one, this was a game I picked Morris to win. I thought that if they would have, they could have been sitting there with four teams with one loss on the women's side. Man, it would have been fun, jam-packed at the top. It still is, but it's not uh, what I was hoping it would be. Yeah, moving on, uh, just a couple thoughts quickly. As I teased uh, shortly ago about the Northwestern and Superior matchup, I say they're shorthanded, Wyatt, because their top player, player on your fantasy squad, Kalen Christian, who had the hot shooting performance last Saturday, not available for the Jackets in this one. A makeshift lineup, they were up early, four after the first quarter. Eagles answered back well and took a lead into the locker room and kind of wore them down, if you want to call it that, in the second half. But Heck of an effort shorthanded for Coach Zach Otto Fisher's club, but Northwestern doing a great job again, spreading the love around, great ball movement, especially in that second quarter, like I said, to kickstart them, and then continue that into the third. Got a lot of players' action then late in the game in the fourth, but this thing was still up in the air for a while where the Eagles could have shut the door. Jackets hunt around, but just too much Northwestern down the stretch. But compelling game. Friday night, and uh, we can talk more about the Jackets maybe in a little bit with their result on Saturday. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, my fantasy team, man, I'm just, I'm, I don't know if it's a curse or what it is, but I feel like all my players always are missing time, so that's unfortunate. It's but been both sides. We've had issues. <laughs> it has. You're right. I'm not trying to take anything away from what your team's been able to accomplish, but uh, no, yeah, only thing I would say is this is another big win for Northwestern, and uh, they continue to show they've had quite the stretch here by defeating North Central, Superior, and then they came away with a win on Saturday as well, so I mean, uh, a heck of a stretch right now for Coach Call Squad. All right, you good to move on to Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I again, shout out to the Knights, though. Big time win yeah. over Crown uh, on the road, too. I mean, we both picked Crown in this game. Didn't really give a ton of thought to Martin Luther, but this is a big win. And as we mentioned, they got two conference wins now. They're sitting there with Superior with two conference wins. So they're, uh, they're turning things into a decent little season here for the Knights. And that's, uh, quite honestly, their performance Saturday almost shows just as much as the win on Friday that they're maybe a team that you can't take lightly. So, yeah, with that, we can move into Saturday. I mean, there's not much to be said about North Central and Northland other than the Rams. Like we said, they took that loss to Northwestern Sirius, and uh, clearly they're not a team you want to play when they are coming off of a loss, I guess. Yeah, real quickly on that, from what I heard, a lot of full-court pressure, and Northland just could not handle it. And they were a little shorthanded this weekend as well, Coach Tucker's club. So, unfortunately for them, they didn't have That's kind of the, the message of the year for Northland, I feel like, on the women's side. They've been shorthanded dealing with some COVID things. It's just been a tough year for them. So, that's, that's unfortunate. But uh, hopefully they can get everybody healthy and uh, finish out this last half of the season and carry something into next year because this has obviously not gone the way they had envisioned due to some health concerns and stuff like that. Alrighty, Saturday, Wyatt, we'll rip through the results quickly and then unpack a little bit more. Bethany at Crown in a showdown inside the WAC. Crown bouncing back offensively pretty well after the performance they had Friday night and that disappointing loss, but just too much, Bethany. 88-66, to they win on the road. Minnesota Morris with a bounce back, but as you mentioned, Martin Luther playing them tough on the road. Cougars get the home win 68-60 to over the Knights. Then North Central taking on UW-Superior, continuing to bounce back after that loss to Northwestern, a convincing 78-57 to win over the Jackets. Finally, Northwestern taking on that Northland club, a little shorthanded, tough weekend for Coach Tucker's club on the road. The Eagles cruising to a 81-37 to win. Where do you want to start with these four, Wyatt? Well, just quickly, Northwestern, Northland, maybe just get this one because uh, I don't think there's necessarily a ton to say. You were able to watch the game. I'll just say it makes for a long bus ride back for Northland when you have a weekend like that. So uh, hopefully they can regroup. But as for the Eagles, again, handling business, big time stretch for them. And uh, Kelsey Lunsing, what she's been able to do recently, obviously we already mentioned her. This is a team that uh, is right up there near the top. And, I mean, I would say Bethany has a chokehold on this as the best team as of right now. But the teams like North Central, Northwestern, and then maybe Morris are uh, not that far behind. And a reminder, White, on the final weekend of the regular season, guess who marches into the Erickson Center? Bethany for the rematch. That could potentially be with the number one seed on the line. It could. And, you know, like you said, let's not look ahead, stop and smell the rose, enjoy the process. I tell that to players. We will always look ahead. And as I say, we will dream dream about the future. We're still enjoying Uh, the process, though. When so, is the uh, Division Three selection show, by the way? Isn't it like the Monday after like the Division One or something? Yeah, Cause, well... Because we're seven weeks away from, I know, the Division One selection show. So, I mean, that's around the same timetable for the Division Three. Well, it's it's sooner for Division Three. I think it would be, because I think all conference tournaments, why it have to be completed on that weekend that the UMAC tournament is. So, okay. so I would guess like it's six, on... Six weeks. I would guess it's on Monday, February the 28th, or Tuesday, March the 1st. I'd expect one of those days that it is. Well, so we're like five weeks. Wow, it, that's coming up quick. In the past, I remember when you and I were going to Northwestern, my senior year, your junior year, when we beat... Scholastica, and then it was the following Monday. I remember watching the selection show in the Billy, and when they announced St. John's, I mean, I just about jumped up and touched the ceiling because I'm like, we can go there. It's within striking distance. We can announce the game on the Remnant, and it was on a Monday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was my uh, – well, no, that would have been your senior. I could have yeah. swore that was my sophomore year, though. But we're both unique. You know, we both got through it. That is true. So years, I guess, but, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what because we we got in a car accident on the way back from that tournament game. But anyways, that that's how I remember. But wait, wait, from um, the St. John's game? Yeah, we drove down there, four of us from the baseball team, after practice to watch that game. Got yeah. there right after it had started and watched them take down 
the Johnny's big tournament win again, UMAC over Mayak, all that. But then uh, it was a snowstorm, if you remember. I do and, remember. <laughs> and we got in an accident on the way back. And so that's how I remember that night. But uh, anyways. We, we got there about 10 minutes before Tip Wyatt, and we were calling the game, <laughs> Caleb and I. I was worried for a while we were not going to make it in time. So, yeah, uh, that was that was quite the night. But a lot of people listening aren't really too concerned with that night. So we will, we'll move on. I mean, real there's quick. one rabbit hole that we've already gone down. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Here. Real quickly wide on Northwestern. I mean, we'll get to this on the men's side as well for what they did this week, but the women's team blitzing Northland, they showed up in a two, three zone. Eagles got paint touches, kicked it out, hitting open threes left and right, shot the lights out in the opening quarter, 12 of 16 from the field. And I mean, they put Northland away early. Great to see so many Eagles get to play. Everyone who was available got to play. And you know, I love to mention how many people got in the game. So this is math on the fly, folks. So uh, wish me luck. I think it's 16, I want to say. We got three, they'll, they'll six, get the picture eight, if it's if it's nine, too many to count, they get it's the 16. picture. 16 total players got in, everyone who was available. So lots of people get in action. Great to see for Coach Call's club. North Central Superior, disappointing weekend for the Yellow Jackets, an 0-2 trip where you would have hoped to have at least come away with a split. As for North Central... How do you evaluate them, Ryan? Because, I mean, you know, they didn't get much practice time leading up to that Northwestern game, and they still were in it most of the contest and had a chance maybe to take it late. It was their worst shooting performance of the year. They come right back. They win two games, and it looks like they're still just as legit as they were before. Yeah, and, I mean, these are two games. I mean, if we're being honest, Wyatt, they should win, and they should win comfortably, especially yeah, at, at home. home. So I, they are, I, I get it. They are good bounce backs, and I don't want to take anything away from that, but they're not too much of a surprise at the same time that Coach Bruner's club was able to take care of business in these ones. And just a tease for later, Wyatt, we have another weekday game that is an absolute showdown where North Central is going to have to take it to even another level in their next contest. More I, on that I, later. Well, and I will be honest, I wish that one was not on a Tuesday. But I agree. Anyways. But hey, it's standalone. As John Rothstein loves to say, yeah, we need more standalone just, games on a weekday. I agree. I agree. We do need more standalone games, but not on a Tuesday no, no, no. night. I hear you. With this magnitude. <laughs> anyways, is that all you got uh, as far as that one goes? I no. Mean, it was yeah. two, two different stories for those two teams. A good weekend for North Central, bounce back, and as for Superior, they fall even lower in the standings. Hopefully Christian can get back soon. But Did yeah, she she missed that one as well, so she was out for both. Yeah, of them this and I don't know what the deal was because I know Friday night she was on a plane thirty five thousand feet in the air because she sent in a uh, photo on the uh, broadcast on the Eagle Sports Network. So I I don't know what okay. Christian was up to this weekend, but hopefully she's back soon for the Jackets. Well, yeah, hopefully everything's okay. And I mean, there's obviously a reason that she wasn't. So yes, yes. Okay, but, uh, moving Morris, on. Why Morris Martin Luther? Yeah, shout out to your Knights. Give them some love. I, I what what more can I say? I mean, a big win over Crown. They're right in there with a good Morris team. I mean, it, it looks like a disappointing weekend for Morris, but you could also flip it and say it's a good weekend for Martin Luther. And if I'm looking at the standings, which I have it pulled up here on one of my tabs, Martin Luther sitting at 2-4. and four, They're tied for fifth right now. I mean, we would legitimately, if everybody wasn't making postseason plays here, be talking about Martin Luther to potentially take a spot in the tournament in that 4-5 or five playing game. So yep. what a season that they're kind of turning in now, and it's a different perspective on the Knights compared to even just a week ago. So big weekend for them, and uh, that, that would be all the love I think I need to give them. But as far as, you know, the Knights being my team on the women's side and the Knights being your team on the men's side, it looks like it's panned out a little bit better for me this year so as far, far as that goes. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Morris, though. We didn't really mention them a ton about Bethany, so we're going to combine their performance against Bethany Friday into Saturday. I guess I'll just let you go first. What are your thoughts on this weekend? It could have been a monster weekend for them. What do you think they leave that gym on Saturday feeling? A win's a win, and we know that Coach is going to take that. He wishes they obviously could have gotten a pair of wins, but at the same time, Wyatt, 4-2 in the UMAC. They're still within striking distance to contend for the 2-3 or three seed. Probably going to be tough to get the 1 seed if we're being honest with already two losses. But don't panic, but also say, you know what, we have now a blueprint for what we have to work on. We can be better. We need to be better. Remember, Wyatt, we saw it just a couple weeks ago. They took North Central to overtime on their home floor. And so we know they have it in them to compete with that top tier in the conference. But a little surprise, as we mentioned in the last pod, thought it would be a little closer against Bethany. But, I mean, easier said than done to keep it tight against them down the stretch. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a mixed emotions kind of weekend for them because, you know, I really felt like everything was pointing for them to beat the Vikings on Friday night. I picked them and said, I think they're going to get it done. They don't. They have that lead. The third quarter, I mean, it'd be fun to go back and look at how much Bethany has outscored their opponents in the third quarter, even the fourth quarter for that matter. But as as a Morris fan, let's say if you're you're looking at the box scores this weekend, you're you're saying, yeah, you know, one and one. At the end of the day, we're still in a position where we're four and two, like you said, Ryan. And all things considered, long ways to go here, and you still just want to play your best basketball towards the end of the year. It'd be interesting to see how they bounce back this upcoming week. But I mean, a split, kind of expected, I guess, to a certain extent, when you're playing the top team in the conference, and uh, there's no such thing as a. Uh, I mean, there is such a thing as an ugly win, but an ugly win looks a lot better than a uh, bad loss. And I wouldn't even consider this an ugly win. I just think Martin Luther's been playing some really good basketball lately. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I have on that one. And uh, the last one would be Bethany and Crown. I don't know if you have anything you want to say on this one. Just a few things. I mean, the top dog, as we talked about moments ago with a convincing victory. But yet again, why? At a slow start. Crown's up four after the first quarter. Going into the locker room, they're only down six. It is a ball game in the whack. Yeah. First-year head coach Leah Zabla has her squad competing with Bethany. But yet again, Wyatt, almost a 30-point quarter for the Vikings. I know we're beating a dead horse, but it's remarkable. They outscore Crown 28-19. to It's good to see Crown's offense get back to a higher level. And how about Dahmer being a Wyatt on your squad putting up another over 30-point performance? It was her turn to have the big game 34 on 15 to 29 from the field never left the floor. And so, again, they're not always coming in wins from what we've seen so far, but you can see why. There's a clear culture change and a shift in St. Bonnie with Crown College women's basketball right now, building something for the future. Geisfeld doing Geisfeld things, 32 and 18 on the road. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, at this point, <laughs> what about the rest of the team? What did the rest of the team do in this performance? Sarah Kotke. Uh, you love to see Helping it, Wyatt. You, you love to see it. 20, <laughs> you love to see it. 20 points and six boards, splashing four triples, and leading them with seven assists. Vikings need more of that as far as I'm concerned. You know, Hannah can't put the whole team on her back for too much longer. I mean, maybe she can. Who knows? But uh, we yeah, need some I, more helpers. <laughs> no, to be honest, I'm not seeing anything that says she can't at this point. I mean, <laughs> if they want to accomplish, as Coach Jones says, their goal of winning a national championship because they honestly believe they can do that, then, yes, she's going to need more help. But as far as in-conference goes right now, she's showing no signs of slowing down. So uh, I would agree that Crown is on to a better place here as they've been progressing, and in the future they're going to be in a good spot. But I wouldn't necessarily say this was the indication of that. I feel like it's just kind of been building towards that all year. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, kind of, again, a similar expectation in a sense almost, I guess. I don't remember what we predicted for a score even if we did, but I would have anticipated Bethany to come away with a win somewhere around that margin probably. Yep, yep absolutely. And, again, they're only 1-5 in, in UMAC play, but I'll say it again. Crown has been, you know – Maybe better than 1-5 if you want to put it that way. If it doesn't end up in wins, people don't care. But they could potentially be dangerous wide, especially if they get up to that number 6 slot. I mean, the 5 slot isn't out of the order. They could give a North Central or a Morris or a Northwestern a run for their money in the UMAC playoffs. Who knows? Absolutely. So that's what happened on the women's side of things. Uh, let's just, you know, let's do something different. Let's just recap what our records were on the predictions for just the women's side. And then when we go through the men's games, we can do that. You got to switch it up, keep the people on their toes. I'm pretty sure I went six and two and you were seven and one. Yes. But sorry. I'm, my my uh, spreadsheet is reloading here again. Big shout out to Mr. Matthew Bauman for keeping this up to date. We, we, Absolutely. Owe, him, we owe him something. He's at the like end the, of the year. He, he's like the bear on college game day for football he's like got all the statistics and stuff he's behind the scenes doing all this stuff he's our bear Ryan. that's a good way to put it for people who know who chris felicia is that his name is that his name see i don't even know they just call him the bear but the yeah. college game day guy if you watch uh, college football but uh yeah so i've got you down for a seven and one on the women's side or or no see he's got it set up day by day it looks like so i was seven and se one you're right yeah but you were seven and one okay so you were seven and one on friday but also seven and one on the women's side, so I got gotcha. you. And I was six and two on the women's side, so you did get me by one there. But uh, I've been able to close the gap a little bit thanks to a couple performances on the men's side. So we can get into those now. All right, should we run through Friday night's results quickly? 
let's just run through Friday nights and then uh, quickly talk about them. But I feel like most of our discussion comes on Saturday anyways when the teams have finished their second games of the week. Yeah, so quickly, Friday night, again, no particular order. North Central taking down Northland in a convincing 105-59 to win. Big performance for one of your guys, Wyatt. We'll get to that shortly. Crown taking down Martin Luther, 87-58 to in another convincing win. And then the one we had circled, Wyatt, starred, underlined, for being a potential track meet shootout barn burner at Jim Gremmel's court in Morris Friday night. Didn't turn out to be that way. So when I talked earlier about not necessarily living all the way up to the hype, this is one of the games I'm talking about. Bethany blows out Morris on the road, 89-57. to More on that shortly. And then Northwestern taking down Superior 62-52. Identical scores inside the Erickson Center for both games Friday night. That was uh, something else. So let's start, Wyatt, with the one that we talked about the most in the preview pod. Your first impressions, your Bethany squad. You have stayed with Coach Garvin's club through the thick and the thin. You are continually giving them love and believing in the best for them. And they showed up for you on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, what a performance. And here's something that I need to kind of just discuss quickly. Six guys in double figures in that one. So I'm starting to wonder, if you watch their game against Northwestern, it was a lot of just Smith and Mayfield, really, just those two. Maybe, just maybe, they need to have this balanced attack every time on the floor. Because I feel like in their games where they they go off, it's not necessarily one or two guys. Obviously, those two lead the way with the firepower. But there's this misconception with them, I feel like, where... I don't know. It's like it's those guys or nothing. That's not the case. They've got a lot of different guys that have proven they can score and contribute. So I'd, I'd really like to see this balanced attack where everyone's a threat when they play some of the uh, teams like Northwestern and North Central throughout the rest of the year. But yeah, I mean, a bounce back weekend for them for sure. Two big wins and it started Friday against Morris. On the flip side of that, yikes for the Cougars. This was not at all the way we uh, saw this one going. And, I mean, it's just interesting to see what their score was then on Saturday as well and just the turnaround. But, yeah, just a tough one for uh, Minnesota Morris. And they they got to be able to just flush it and continue to move forward. Yeah, they're constantly trying to change combinations on the floor as we see so much. Why no guy on the whole squad played more than 20 minutes in that game Friday. So they were just desperately trying to find the right five. I don't know if it's nerves or what. But 26% from the field in that first half on your home floor with all that anticipation and what I hope was a big crowd at Jim Gremmel's, I mean, that's that's just disappointing. You could you could attribute it to some nerves. There's, there's definitely probably something else going on there because that's not a traditional Morris box score when you look at it. Yeah, I would... We'll, we'll give Bethany's defense credit as well because obviously you and I were, were doing other things, working other jobs on Friday night, but... You know, they probably did a pretty good job contesting shots and making it tough on Morris, as far as I can tell. But yeah, we were expecting more clearly out of the Cougars, as were they, I'm sure, if you ask them. Doing a quick little research here. Almost done. How Have many you... they score? They, the only time they scored less this year was against Bemidji State, a Division II team. And actually, yeah. it was a tie at 57. So otherwise, that's their season low. Except, well, okay, I don't count this one, but South Dakota State, a Division I program. I'm not going <laughs> to. Not going to count that, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, outside of that performance there, that matches their season low in points, so uh, not not what we expected at all. We expected it to be a high scoring and a shootout. Yeah. One team came ready for that and was able to deliver, and the other did not. Probably the one game, Wyatt, where you can't have a dud like that offensively. Maybe some other games you can still be tight and eventually get over that hump and do enough down the stretch. If you come out that cold against Bethany, it's going to be near impossible to come back. One last thing I want to make a note on. I don't know if you saw the box score, Wyatt. I've been asking for him to do more work in the paint. I've been asking for Mr. Nielsen to be hunting the basketball with that big right hand. Ten. Count them up. Whopping ten rejections for Hunter Nielsen, the best shot blocker in the conference on Friday night. A double-double with points with and blocks. blocks. How yeah, often that's... do you see that? That, that's probably a first this year in the UMAC, and uh, I don't know if we'll see it again even with how good he is. So, yeah, that's that's pretty incredible. Alrighty, if you're good to move on from that yeah. result, let's uh, next talk about what happened. Let's go to the whack, okay? We uh, talked about Crown on the woman's side. Now let's talk about them on the men's side of things against my Martin Luther Knights, if you want to call them that. And uh, yeah, defend them, Ryan. Just, defend just... them. <laughs> give, just, give me something. It's uh, it's it's been tough sledding for uh, Coach Holtzeder's club. Uh, they're also trying to find combinations. No one played more than 24 minutes. No one was in double figures. They could not find the hot hand. 
Crown, on the other hand, Wyatt, guess who their hot hand was again? Your guy, Cade Carroll, showing no ill effects Stepping coming off up. of injury. And they kept him fresh for Saturday, okay? They pulled him and didn't play him for too much. 18 points in 17 minutes. I mean, uh, that'll do. That's that's pretty efficient. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't get much more efficient than that at this level. So big performance from him and uh, big win to start their weekend. They had a good weekend in general. I mean, it was. I know it wasn't what they were looking for on Saturday. We'll get to that here in a moment. But it was a big weekend over there at the WAC, and uh, it started off good on Friday night. And, you know, Seth, we didn't see as much of the scoring, but he did have those six rebounds. And if you remember on the preview pod, Wyatt, I said I'm calling out. It's a five, six, or seven block game. He had four. He had four oh, blocks. I mean, so close. He answered the call in a lot of ways, but he also only played 17 minutes. So clearly, Coach Herbert and his staff were looking ahead to the Bethany game, which, again, as you mentioned, we'll talk about in a little bit. Yeah, no, uh, a good win for Crown, kind of anticipated in front of them. It's a game, as you mentioned when we were on the women's side, it's a game they should win, and, yep. and they were able to win it. So they took care of business. North Central Northland, I mean. Another impressive win. What a night it was there for North Central on uh, Friday night against Northland for the men and the women. Okay, we talked about efficiency for Cade Carroll White, you know, scoring one more point than minutes you played. Um, Micah Filer says, well, I'll raise you one, all right? I look at that efficiency, and uh, I'll play 16 minutes. I'll come off the bench. I'll drop 31 points on 7 of 10 from downtown. I, that's unbelievable. I mean, that is efficient. I mean, I've threes. mentioned the Lou Williams comparison before. I don't even know if old man Lou can put up 31 in 16 minutes. 10 uh, three-point attempts in 16 minutes is pretty incredible. I mean, that's that's a lot of shooting going on there. But when you're knocking them down, who can blame you? So, yeah, another big performance. That's uh, stretched my lead in our uh, fantasy on the men's side, which we'll get into later. But my guys yeah. came through this weekend. And, again, a matchup here for North Central. They needed to get the win at home. Northland season really has just taken a turn and it continues to their win over Bethany we should do like a top five most <laughs> unexpected things from the season that one would be number one that that is a result I just have a tough time seeing how that happened now looking at how the rest of the season has played out it's as they say Wyatt there are just some things in life that we cannot explain and that's one of expect them. <laughs> the unexpected I mean that's, we're, that's worth I guess, noting all I can say the lumberjacks were a little shorthanded this weekend why it was some guys not able to make the trip to the twin cities headlined by Ryan Rawlings the guy who was so good against Bethany wasn't available this weekend at North Central or at Northwestern so tough blow for coach Sorensen's club yeah nope no question about it and uh yeah like I said kind of a win that North Central needed did we, uh, you want to get into the Northwestern Superior quickly? And just, if, I mean, first off, you know, like the NFL thing where they're scoregami or whatever and unique scores. Yep. This is probably the first time I, I would have to do a ton of research, but that the same like matchup on a night, two matchups on the same court had the same exact score 62 to 52. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That is incredible. And I mean, just like Northwestern on the woman's side for Coach Calls Club was blitzing some teams this weekend, the men were doing it at a whole nother level. Okay, they're up 14 rip out of the gates on the jackets. They call a couple timeouts. Coach Polkowski's a fiery guy, Wyatt. We enjoyed our conversation with him a few months ago. Uh, he was none too pleased with the start, and uh, the official on the floor warned him a couple times, and uh, he got teed up about three and a half minutes into the game. And maybe that little fire under his club, because eventually they responded, but... Uh, the referee on the floor is Joe Maurer's uncle, and uh, you know the the word is he warned him a couple times, and then he finally just you... said, he finally said, Coach Polkowski's like, you know what, Joe's not getting in the hall, okay? There's no chance, and then that was it, okay? I mean, I, he's well, like, now I you're teed understand. up, where, now where it's are you over. Going, where are you going with this? How did you know it was Joe Maurer's uncle? Well, you know I got other people in the gym who I talk to, okay? We can My just goodness. leave it at that. We know someone who's at the scorer's table often. Sure. Basically every game. So, no, I say all that to say he got his squad going eventually. So getting deeper into this contest, Eagles blitzed him. But then it was only a four-point lead going into the half, Wyatt. Early in the second half, Jackets took a lead by three or five points. You're looking around like, what's going on? The Eagles offense went into a drought for a long time, kind of going back a little bit like what we saw for stretches against North Central a couple weeks ago in that road matchup. But then, Wyatt, is there any doubt? Who do the Eagles go to? 
when they can't find water, when they're walking for miles and miles and miles and they need something to drink, who do they go to? Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about Noah Alm. They go to the super senior (laughs) Noah Alm. They go to the old man who has seen this before, plenty of experience, doesn't lose his composure. He had a stretch of three, four, five minutes that was just incredible, got the crowd going, and one fading away, huge three in the corner. And I mean, without him lifting the Eagles when they needed it most, they may lose this game, Wyatt, because quick shout out to wrap this up. UW-Superior will get to him more on the big game Saturday. But in this contest, even without Mason Ackley, they proved they very well be the best defensive team on the men's side this season in the UMAC. Coach Polkowski talks so much about his defense. If you want to listen to that pod, please go back and do so. We talked to him a few months ago. They're switching across the perimeter on ball screens. I mentioned it in the preview pod. They don't go under every anything. Excuse me. They do not go under any ball screen. They always go over the top. Walker and Vogel are always in your face. They did an excellent job on Northwestern. They are in your face all night long. Can't say enough about their defense. It allowed them to get their offense back in the game, but just not enough scoring options for them down the stretch as Northwestern was able to eventually, like you said, get that 10-point win. Yeah, not necessarily the score we would have anticipated, per se, as far as the low-scoring game goes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of style I feel like Superior needs to play against some of these teams that you would consider better than them. They want to just get this as low-scoring as possible and uh, hope to maybe just pull away late and get it done. And when you get down early to Northwestern, I mean, not a lot of teams are going to be able to overcome that. So that was kind of the, the problem for them there with that one. Saturday, another full day. As I said, it was a little overwhelming just trying to keep up with everything that happened. Yeah, and some good matchups to chew on. Uh, We'll rip through some results here quickly. Uh, Starting off with the most lopsided result, Minnesota Morris taking out their frustrations. And and let's just quickly, because, I mean, we don't have to break this one down very much. Good bounce back, 114, kind of a tale of two games this weekend for Morris. And for Martin Luther, just you got to start looking on that schedule and saying, can we? Where's that win going to come in conference play this year? Yeah, I mean, one fourteen to sixty, as you said. I mean, they shoot the lights out, fifty-eight percent from the field, fifty-four percent from downtown. Dylan Hyder, my guy, I've been waiting for it. Finally, Finally had it. <laughs> twenty-five points in nineteen minutes, played five triples. He's a bucket getter. We need to see more of that down the stretch for the Cougars as far as I'm concerned. Another balanced effort for them, Wyatt. Six guys in double figures. Good way to end the weekend for Coach Groves Club. Yeah, absolutely. That's. I just figured we could quick touch on that one before going through the rest of them. But Where do we want to go next? Do we want to go to St. Bonnie? Do we want to go to Minneapolis? Do we want to go to St. Paul? Let's build let's a suspense. First, let's, let's go to St. Well, Paul. Let's do that one, and then we can just yeah talk about the other two yeah. together. Northwestern... Uh, I read somewhere, did they get off to a 26-0 start in this game? This was is, that, is that true? This was nuts, Why They absolutely did. It took about nine minutes for Northland to score. There was a timeout, the second one called by Coach Sorensen in the first 10 minutes where the Eagles were up 30-3. to I mean, we thought it was a blitz out of the gates, getting off the front line fast and racing to a lead on Friday night. It was a whole other definition of it Saturday. And the big story yet again for the Eagles absolutely dominating the glass, Wyatt. They have been for the last couple weeks. They took it to another level this weekend. 20 offensive rebounds Friday night against the Jackets. They follow it up on Saturday with 18 offensive rebounds. Too much size for Superior and Northland to handle. Caleb Hoyleen, ho-hum, another double-double. But Kyle was the guy to get it going, especially in the second half for a long stretch, much like Noah did on Friday night. K-Mink did the same thing on Saturday putting up 26-8. and eight. Noah had a good day as well, efficient 21 points, and then a couple others with good games as well. Fon Belay getting in double figures yet again. But yeah, Northwestern, they're going to be tough to beat, Wyatt. These are two teams they should cruise on. Little difficulties at times against Superior, but yet again, when the Eagles don't play at their absolute best, they're still winning comfortably, and that's the sign of a really good team. And one more note, everyone's healthy, okay? Borma's back. K-Mink's back. Everyone looks good to go right now for Northwestern, heading into a big week for them, which we'll get to in a future pod maybe. 
Yeah, no, no question. It's a good weekend for them. I just, I read that 26-0. I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's incredible. And yeah. it wasn't even just that Northland was having a tough time scoring, but Northwestern was obviously just doing whatever they wanted to. And that gets up there quick. And all of a sudden, it's like, how do you play the rest of the game? No. You know? It's, it's shell-shocking as a player. I mean, it, it's just so demoralizing when you already know it's a tough matchup. As we said before, going into that gym, it's not going to be easy. It's a real gut punch when that happens real quickly. Yeah, there's there's a lot to overcome at that point. And uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty much what happened there with that one. Now, two games that we promised, they weren't all just boring on Saturday. We had two great games here on the men's side. I'll let you, well, I guess you chose we were going to St. Paul. So I'll say let's go over to the WAC again for this one and talk Crown Bethany. And you have a little bit uh, that you want to share on this one. It was, again, the big day. They were retiring the big man's number. And uh, it looked like for a while they were going to get it done and pull off a big-time win, but Bethany eventually able to get this one 80-75. to 75. What are your thoughts? Well, first off, Wyatt, you said I need to come back with an answer when I was hyping this afternoon up inside the WAC, turning into evening with the Tim Wendell jersey retirement ceremony, if you want to call it that, like we talked about in the last pod. I said it'd be standing room only. I unfortunately uh, need to report that it was not standing room only, but I can report... Yeah. It was about 90% full from those who count the numbers. So still a really good crowd at the WAC. I know you doubted it. I know you scoffed at the idea that they could fill the place. But No, that was not the <laughs> but case you were right. All. You were right. They didn't fill the place, but there weren't a lot of empty seats. So good atmosphere Saturday at the WAC. But yeah, after all the pop, pomp and circumstance, if you want to call it that, as you said so many times in the last pod, Wyatt, then a game has to happen. Then it doesn't matter. Then we move on. Great first half. Cron was feeling good early in the second half, but just way too many mistakes. Turning the ball over, giving Bethany live ball turnovers we talk about so much. When you're able to go the other way off the turnover and get an easy bucket, it's so killer than if you just throw the ball out of bounds and both teams have to reset. Crown definitely had a chance in this one, but your guy Brian Smith was held in check for the most part, just 11-8, and eight, but also your guy Kyrie with hey, 18. Well, but yet again, the story, what's the story for Bethany? Hey. Hey, he had seven assists, too, I'm pretty sure. So, I mean, he had a pretty solid game. I mean, that's a couple go. away from a triple-double, so let's not no, act you're right. like he was a non-factor. Right. But yep. what what was the question? What's the story? Five guys in double figures. And, and, oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you talked I about it you. earlier, Wyatt. For yep. the long-term success of them, we see the huge box score they had against Northwestern where Mayfield and Smith went off. But I'm glad that you mentioned maybe that's not the best thing for them going forward. Getting more guys involved, having a better balanced attack. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way with the flow of the game. But the more mouths you can feed, especially for Coach Garvin's club, maybe the better for them if they want to make some noise down the stretch. Yeah, no question. I think that really is going to be what either gets them above over that hump this year or what holds them back. I think they have to have more balance moving along the rest of this season. Kate big, Carroll, big win. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, as for Crown, I mean, uh, you go ahead. You you go ahead. You know well, you're going to mention Cade. But. Yeah, I was just going to say, he steps up again. I mean, he's been so yeah. good, Wyatt. He's really not a question. He puts up 25 and 10. He only leaves the floor for two minutes. Maybe something left to be desired from three-point land, but we've talked about that before with Crown. But, I mean, I'm praising him when he does well, but I'm also saying we need to see more from him from time to time. He had four blocks. Seth has been huge on defense. But I think they need more from the post-combo, especially against some of these teams, Wyatt, where they can use that to their advantage on both ends of the floor with those two giants leading the way. In a game against Bethany, I mean, Seth just he needs more than five points. And I know... In the game of basketball, it doesn't always work that simply. He only had eight field goal attempts, but there's just not enough offense if he's not doing more than that against a team like Bethany, who a lot of times is going to force you to score 80-plus to win a contest. And again, they had a chance in the second half where they were a little lackadaisical in spots, didn't take great care of the basketball, and that you know potentially you could say was the ultimate Achilles heel in this contest. But they're going to need more than just Cade, I think is what we have to watch for in the future, Wyatt, with this squad. Jacob Van Dam had a nice game, 19-9. and Michael Ladd, just 11. But we kind of know what we're getting from Cade, and it's much like Bethany, where we need to see more from the supporting cast if Crown is going to do some damage, potentially get into the semifinals, or get into a UMAC championship late, late next month. 
Yeah, no, I mean, you, you get 19, though, and four triples from Van Dam. I mean, a pretty decent performance from him as well. And it's just one of those games that you look back on and think, man, we were right there. I mean, forget about just playing them close on our home crowd. We could have won that game. You know, yep. it was it was neck and neck the whole way. So, And I believed in them, for the record. I stepped out there, and you haven't put too much belief in Crown because you got no, your Bethany hey. guys, and I, I understand, and they won. And they came up big was... for you this weekend. But I thought this was going to be the day for Crown to really make a statement. No, it, it was an interesting matchup. There's no question about that. And I uh, I, I don't want to say I don't have faith in Crown, but uh, when it comes down to Crown Bethany, as I mentioned, once you step on that floor, forget about the ceremony, the retiring of the, the jersey and everything. It comes down to who's on the floor, and I'll take Bethany. So it, it, it was a good game, though. I mean, it lived up to the hype that we kind of anticipated. So Another one, Wyatt, moving on, that lived up to the hype. Both you and I said... People may not read this one as a game that's going to be tight, but I believe both you and I said this is going to be within five points. It was a five-point win, and arguably you could say, Wyatt, this was the top result of the weekend on both sides of things. UW-Superior picking up a massive win on the road after dropping that one to Northwestern that we talked about Friday night just down the road in St. Paul. They cross over to downtown Minneapolis in Clark Danielson coming up with a huge win Again, as we said at the top of the pod, Xavier Patterson leading the way with 29 huge points. Mason Ackley not available, but the other two of the big three, Vogel and Walker stepping up big time with 15 and 14. And it's a high-powered attack wide for North Central. We saw it Friday night. We especially see it in their gym. They let up more to North Central than they do Northwestern, but at the same time, Superior consistently this year, I think going into this weekend, they were averaging only letting up 65 points to their opponents. That's continued for Coach Polkowski's squad. And so they're a dangerous team I think we have to watch for, Wyatt, in the UMAC tournament. Even if they're not home for the first round, they could be. Right now they're the number two seed. But whether it's a quarterfinal or a semifinal game, for one of those top seeds in the UMAC, watch out with the way they defend. And if they can get a guy like Patterson or one of the big three to step up and have a big offensive night, they're going to be in a lot of games down the stretch because of how they dig in defensively. No, that's the name of the game for them. It really is, is defense. And if they can hold these uh, high-powered offenses to fewer points, totals, if you want to call it that. I mean, we kind of talked about that from the beginning of the year with Superior. Is in a league that's filled with offense, and while they do have offense that's capable of scoring when they need to, their style's more gritty defense. And like you said, you get a guy like Patterson that puts up a career day, watch out. They're not going to be a fun team to play come tournament time, and they're going to be fun to continue to watch as they progress forward this year. Big, big weekend for Superior. It really was. This this was a big weekend for their program. And I think, Wyatt, one last thing. This is a great example of a coaching staff morphing to the personnel that they have. You look at Superior, they can't be a team that plays in super high-scoring games up and down the floor and has any chance of winning. They have to play this way if they want to be able to contend with the top dogs in the conference, and we saw that on full display this weekend. Well, and like you said, I mean, you coach to the style that best benefits you, and that's what Superior's been doing. So big win for them and for North Central. Mixed feelings again, walking away from this weekend one and one. That's a game you'll look back on, similar to the one for Crown at home. And it's like when you get these home opportunities against these teams, you really want to take advantage. So they're going to be looking back on that one at the end of the year and potentially saying, man, it'd be nice to have that one back. North Central and Bethany, especially why it stick out to me this year, where you and I are having a tough time figuring them out from game to game. I mean, we just, it's tough to get a read on them. You know, we see really high highs and then we see dips as well. And there's hills and valleys, as people like to say. But you know, they'll be there. They'll have a chance, I think, at the end of the year, but there's just so many questions. The one consistent, uh, both on the men's and the women's side, is the top teams that uh, won the conference last year in Bethany and Northwestern. Regardless of how they play, they're winning. They have yeah. not yet to lose, and that's what separates these teams at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's a great point. Okay, we got some predictions to make here briefly, huh? Let's get into some more weekday action. I mean, it's not the traditional Friday, Saturday, but uh, there's uh, quite a bit going on on the women's side because there's a lot of games that need to be made up from uh, cancellations earlier this year. Yeah, starting off at showdown, Tuesday night in Mankato, in the North Gym. Place better be alive. Again, it's a Tuesday. I get it, folks, but Bethany's done a pretty good job. I'll give them credit for getting a vibe in that gym. Bethany hosted North Central Wyatt. You said a number of times this season you think North Central's the top dogs. We've seen something over this last week and change that has changed with them, but you've typed up this squad a lot throughout the year saying they potentially should be the favorite instead of Bethany. 
Does that opinion change for you going into this matchup? Who you got? Uh, this is this is one of the hardest ones to predict, I feel like. Uh, I really want to take North Central in this game. They bounced back in their last two performances. Uh, we know that they're healthy. Uh, uh, uh. But there's a butt coming. There's a I butt. feel like there should be a butt coming because Bethany hasn't lost yet and Geisfeld's been sure phenomenal. Nah, give me North Central. And, and, and here's what it comes down to. You've mentioned, and I even said this a while ago, there's been no signs of Geisfeld slowing down as far as being able to carry this team. This could be that first sign of that, though. Can other people step up with what North Central has down low? And, I mean, I think this one with North Central, they're going to be fired up and they're going to reclaim themselves as the top team in this conference with a huge win over Bethany. Give me North Central. I don't know. I just got that feeling. You know what, right? I, I appreciate your ride-or-die mentality. You're doing it with Bethany on the men's side. You're doing it with North Central on the women's side. Even when things get a little murky, you stay the course. I just, I yeah, I mean, what can I say? I feel like this is going to be one of those games where we've seen similarly. Bethany gets down early, and they think they'll just you know do their thing in the second half. But North Central's depth is going to be the difference in the second half, and they're going to be able to hold that lead. And uh, as the minutes continue to wind down, the fans are going to be looking up at the scoreboard and saying, well, this is not exactly the way we saw this one going. And eventually Northwestern pulls away, and not Northwestern, North Central, <laughs> and uh, North Central gets a win. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this is around 10 points. Whoa, I, I, think, I, I think North Central is going to come away with a convincing wow. win here, and we're going to be reevaluating this one saying, Coach Jones, wow. hope you're listening. Here's some more bulletin board material for you. And Coach Bruner, maybe here's some belief for your squad. Not that they already don't have it, but uh, why it's still backing you. I, I just got that feeling. There's there's not much more that I can explain or say. I just got the feeling. So, I mean, this makes me think because you went that direction. I'm only up one game now because you had a great weekend, especially on the men's side of things, picking that superior one. You've caught up to me a little bit. Perfect day, no, by the way, on the per men's side. I just want to give myself a little bit of love there. Absolutely. That. Do that. I mean, do that for sure. So, honestly, Wyatt, I think the difference in this one, I'm very curious to see. And if there's one team that would do it and would have the guts to do it on the road, I don't know when we'll see it. It may not be till the second half. I think Coach Bruner zone? could show some press. Oh, I thought you were going to say zone. Because, <laughs> I mean, I think they potentially have the personnel to be able to do it not for a whole game or anything crazy like that. I'm not saying Bethany doesn't have ball handlers. They'd obviously have Geisfeld in the middle and then try to pass out from there. I think this is a game where North Central's got to turn them over at least 10 times, maybe 15-plus times to win. I think they got to get some extra possessions, and we talked about in the last pod your belief that there are no extra possessions. But anyway, well, some, <laughs> some live ball turnovers. To a certain extent. I think North Central has to get the ball in their hands a little bit more so Geisfeld can't take over. And so I think if North Central can cause 15-plus turnovers, they're going to win. I don't think they'll I, be able to I, do it. I don't think okay, they'll be so able to do it. you're taking Bethany. I think that's what it's going to take, though. I'm going to take Bethany because I have questions, as we do with so many teams, how you slow down Geisfeld and then just wearing them down and also the standpoint of if this was a Friday night game, after playing on a Saturday and you get – a longer lead up to it and more time to prepare. I'd be a lot more curious about potentially taking North Central because it's such a quick turnaround. I know North Central had a great weekend, but all those factors, I'm taking Bethany. I think it's going to be close. I don't think it's like you where it's a 10-plus point win for North Central. I think it's under 10 points, but I think Bethany eventually wears them down. But this is going to be a fun one on Tuesday night. No, it is going to be a fun one, and I will agree. If they hit that 15 mark as far as turnovers go, it'll be a game that the Rams win, no question. All right, that one, without a doubt, the most interesting of the weekday games, but there's three more on Wednesday. They just keep coming. Yeah, and I'd be surprised if we uh, disagree on any of these, but, yeah, three three big games. Uh, Northwestern at Crown, North Central at Martin Luther, and Superior at Northland. Yeah, so... Northwestern, North Central, Superior. Those are the three I'm taking. They're the favorites. All on the road, though, should yeah. should be worthy uh, noting. Are you uh, in agreement with me first, just just those three? Yes. And and if you are, okay, which team, here's maybe something a little more fun, which team would be most likely to be upset? Mine would be Northwestern, I think, in the whack Ditto. against Crown. Ditto. I think in that spot, if they're not careful, you could have a Latsky or you could have an Urbina have another big night and make it nervy for Northwestern late. Hey, 
Crown supporters, I know they kind of want to make this a little bit of a rivalry. It's a unique Wednesday game. Could they make it a little bit of a factor in the fourth quarter if it's tight? I don't know. I like the way Northwestern's playing, though. I think they figure it out. But this could be a little hairy for a little while Wednesday night inside the WAC. Want to make it a rivalry. I like how you say that. But uh, We could talk about that later this spring on the baseball side because baseball crown definitely wants to make it something with Northwestern. And we can get to that another time. But Once they win a game or two, we can talk about it. But uh, as far as... as, well, I can say that now because I don't have to worry about stepping on the field and playing, so I can say hey, whatever I want. Hey, you backed it up with your play last year. You can say whatever you want. I sh- didn't say that, though, before going into the games. I, I'm smart enough not to say anything, but now that I'm retired, uh, I can say whatever I want. Martin Luther, I would say, would be the next one uh, against North Central just because, let's say, North Central win or lose. They could be coming off of an emotional high from that game against Bethany. Maybe, you know, back-to-back days like that during the week. You got school to worry about. Lots of things play into that. Yeah, Yeah. it could be tough. So you never know. With the way Martin Luther's playing, that'd be the next one. And even for as shocking as Superior's been this year, I, for some reason, oddly feel comfortable with everything Northland's been dealing with that Superior's going to go on the road and win that one against Northland. But if Wagner drops 25 or 30, who knows? I mean, that'd be great. Well, that's yeah, what I'm I mean, that, happens. <laughs> that's what you need to happen. Do you want to? So those are our predictions. We're not going to. There's one on Friday. We won't get into that until we do our preview for the rest yeah. of them. We don't and got any. There's nothing. There's nothing on the men's side, I believe, either. There's a UMAC Wyack. If or, I'm sorry, I keep saying Mayak. UMAC Mayak. If we want to make a prediction, if the game's still on the table, we're not going to talk about it long. We've already talked about it twice before. Hopefully, it's third time's the charm. I really hope the game happens. Wednesday, I'm not. But... I'm not saying anything about it, Ryan. You You're not saying talk anything. About... No, I'm done. Right, I've I'll given up on I'll it. Take... Northwestern's going to win. Game's going to happen. I'm going to be distraught if the game does not happen. But. uh Fingers I'm not crossed. sure the game will happen, so I'm not I'm not even going to comment on it for now. That's Let's fair. briefly, briefly talk about our fantasy squads. Looks like I've got a, a little bit of a commanding lead on you as it sits on the men's side, so I want to start there, obviously, and talk about my team. I mean, they've they've stepped up, man, as of late. I mean, my goodness. Kyle, Micah, Kate Smith Carroll. even with his, well, even Smith, though. I mean, he goes 11, 8, and 7. I know you don't think that's that impressive. No, no, I'm just, but... I'm just looking at our chart here and the great color-coded stuff that Bauman's provided us and the, you know, K-Mink, Carroll, and Filer performances are the ones that stick out. So, yes, you have more love for the rest of your team. but Yeah, to be honest, the color-coding thing to me, and I'll talk to Whoa, Matthew about this. I easy. already have. I'm, I'm just easy. looking at it. It's, it's tough for me to figure out at times. Easy. It's like, what's going on here? But Alex, the most important yeah. thing... Most important thing is that total number over there and how I get to that total number. And uh, I'm looking at all the uh, points, and Brian Smith is first right now out of everybody we picked at 191. It's my conference player of the year pick. I'm just saying. I mean, if they could run the table in the regular season and uh, beat Northwestern and he continues to do this, he may actually end up winning the thing. You never know. I've already said it a couple times this pod. I'll say it again. Need more out of you, Seth, for my squad. Both Seths. I need more from Fuquay and Royston. The Seths yeah. need to do more for me. That's kind of what's hurting me right now. Noah's doing his thing. As you said, Wyatt, eventually this year he's going to put up 43 or more, so I'm just still waiting on that. I'm banking that. You're going to predict when it's going to happen eventually. I'm going to keep giving you the chance to do so. <laughs> Dylan Hyder, shout out to you. We'd love some more big performances like that, and uh, we'll continue Continue to stay positive. Moving over to the woman's side of things. Why this is compelling. Okay, we've had a lot of cancellations, but when Bauman does the points per game average, are you seeing what I'm seeing? So, yeah, and it's still literally as close as without it being as high as it could be. And it's 20.6 for me and 20.65 for you. So, I mean, that's just remarkable. Yeah, and you're you're up right now, but uh, I'm going to have... More games this week, I think, because, you know, DiGiorgio for North Central is playing more. Robinson for North Central is playing more. Northwestern's got a weak game. I mean, you've got some players for those squads as well that you have. But, yeah, I mean, it's if if I win this wide, it's kind of a miracle, to be honest, because you got Hannah Geisfeld. I mean, I'm already behind the eight ball because you got Hannah Geisfeld. So. If, if I don't, it's one of those things where it's like, how bad was the rest of my draft in where I had literally – the best player where it's not even close <laughs> and yet I still can't find a way to win. I mean, I must've really messed that up if I don't find a way to win. So, yeah. Oh goodness. Anything yes. else we, we need to get to? I mean, it's no, compelling I, there, but 
full slate of action was a lot of fun to uh, watch. It's fun to watch our fantasy scores. I know some people maybe aren't as interested as we are in those, but just keeping an eye on those predictions. You still got the one game lead, but both of our predictions have been solid this year. So hopefully people are uh, listening and Hey, I mean, we actually somewhat know what we're talking about here. So if if there was a sports book that we could go to, to bet on UMAC basketball, you and I would uh, be doing pretty well. No, just kidding. We're not gambling. I'm just saying, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. There you go. Not saying, but I'm saying. No, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's certainly going to be fun to see how it all shapes up. Uh, The women's side, especially just with how it's stacked at the top right now. I mean, obviously Northwestern's almost a lock at this point. I mean, I pretty much am. I'll say it. It's over on the men's side. They're taking first. And uh, the the women's side, though, it's a little bit more compelling. So it'll be fun to watch the upcoming week. And again, all eyes are on Tuesday night as of right now, Bethany and uh, North Central. Be fun to see how it shapes up. Fun Wednesday night too. I mean, it's it's an interesting, you know, week before we even get to the weekend. So there's there's a lot to chew on, Wyatt. No question. No question. Yeah, it's over too. I agree with you as if it needed to be said on the men's side. The Vince Carter moving the hands, it's over. It's all over. But nobody did it like Vince Ryan. Well, yeah, I'm not no, I I understand. <laughs> I get that. We need to get we you know what? Make the slam dunk contest great again. It is taken a nosedive since the days of Spud Webb and Nate Robinson and Vince Carter. Okay, okay, okay. We're, I'm not we're going good any here. further. We're, we're good. That's going to conclude our uh, episode this week. That's it. Anything you want to say in closing, Ryan? No, I won't go down any uh, rabbit I should trails. Say, I should say up. anything you have to say that relates to UMAC basketball in closing. No, it's a fun time of year. I'll drop the cliches again. Enjoy it. The dream is in the process. It's a grind, but enjoy the grind. I know you love all those cliches, so I'll throw them out there. There you go. You close us, man. That's it for me. That's all I got to say. You take us home. Yeah, more content later this week. We'll uh, push out that preview pod when we get a chance to record that and talk about another great weekend slate ahead. We're getting down to it, folks. Just over a month left. Enjoy it. And we will uh, talk to you next time on the Unlike Any Other, the UMAC podcast.